From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! here on Friday, September 13th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, you a superstitious man. Do you, do you buy into things like Friday the 13th is bad luck? I'm not buying it because I think this is a well-prepared football team, a very disciplined football team, and when it comes down to it, um, it's going to come down to execution and who's going to be the most prepared football team. So I'm not a I'm not necessarily a superstitious guy when it comes to Friday the 13th because I think this team will be ready to play. And they'll be ready to play uh, tomorrow on the 14th um, as well. Um, let's get into some of the impressions. Before we get to the Indiana game, let's let's uh, just circle back and get your impressions because uh, you were off last week. And I just want to get your impressions about this team so far. They've been so impressive to me in every facet. Just through the first two games, what really jumps out to you about this team? Yeah, I went back and, and watched both of the games. Um, just, you know, as, as the game is going on, you're reacting and just going back and uh, re-watching things. I have to say I am thoroughly impressed with this football team. It, it's just a different product. I had tweeted out earlier this week um, after re-watching the Cincinnati game, the product just looks different. It's more crisp. Um, one thing that really uh, stands out to me is, the lack of penalties, it's a very disciplined football team. It's amazing. This, this football team, after two games, it's an early sample size, but they're, they're only averaging 27 yards a game in penalties, way down compared to years past, whereas uh, Ohio State last year was averaging, um, you know, almost 70 yards a game. They were ranked 124th, I believe, out of 130 teams when it comes to penalties. So just seeing how disciplined – this team is playing, and they're fun to watch. They're, you know, you have a lot of explosive guys, maybe not as fast on the perimeter as you saw last year with, with Perry McLaurin and Dixon and, and Paris Campbell, but overall, very good football team, well coached. I think if they can continue to build on their confidence, continue to play hungry, continue to be disciplined, this team has a shot to run the table here. Justin Fields, to me, Jay Book, looks like he's like ahead of the curve. Uh, I think that's putting it mildly. I mean, I expected him to be good, but he's been a lot better than that. I mean, I know it's early, but uh, just your thoughts on Jay Fields so far. He, he's looked really well. I mean, if you if you look at the, the last two games, one thing that really stands out to me is uh, his, his command of the offense. He's making great decisions with the football. His legs are the X factor, like Ryan Day said. He's getting... Uh, he's getting Ohio State out of trouble with his legs at times, and other times he's throwing the football away. I know in, the, in Cincinnati he did take one bad sack, uh, not get rid of the football, but he'll learn for that. But overall, you have to be really excited. Uh, I know Pro Football Focus came out and said 
pretty much if you look at um, the catchable balls and, and the adjusted completion percentage, he's leading the country in that category, which is a huge testament to not only Ryan Day, but I think a lot of credit has to go to Mike Yersage. I know Ryan Day earlier this week uh, gave him a shout-out and said the job that he's done with Justin Fields and helping to develop his game and really cleaning up his mechanics and, and slowing the game down for him uh, can't be understated because he's done a remarkable job. As Ryan Day was talking about on his coach's show yesterday, his, it's not really a call show. They, they're at least taking, like, um, listener questions, but it's, like, via social media now. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and they can just kind of control it better, and, they, the, you know, the listeners still get their questions in. Um, but one was about all the talent in the back end. You know, even a guy, I mean, a guy like Sean Wade doesn't get talked about enough. You know, we've talked about this a lot, how it's, you know, you got a five-star guy like Sean Wade that almost, he doesn't get lost in the shuffle because everybody knows how great he is. But, you know, you got Jeff Okuda, who's projected as a first-round pick. You know, you got down, down the defensive line a ton of guys that are just really good, especially obviously Chase Young, who looks like he's going to be like a top-three pick in the draft. Um, you know, Jordan Fuller, captain at safety back there. But Sean Wade's a guy that continues to stand out. He can do so many things, Jay Book. Sean Wade is a big-time, prime-time player there. Um, he always makes plays. He's consistent when it comes to making plays. He has the long lead uh, to really uh, give you that wild card type of player because he can play on the inside. He can play on the outside. He can blitz the, the quarterback. He can play on the back end. And when you have a utility player like that, it really, really allows you to be flexible on the defensive side because there's not many guys in college football that can play the way Sean Wade plays. He he reminds me of a longer Honey Badger type of player. If you remember Honey Badger when he was at LSU in his prime at, at with the Arizona Cardinals, he was able to move around a lot. And because of that, it allows the defensive scheme to fluctuate accordingly. And then you mentioned – uh, Jeffrey Akuda, I love the way he's coming up and tackling. You're not, he's coming up, he's wrapping up with his head up, he's seeing what he's tackling, and he's, he's attacking the ball carrier like a, like a, a, a guy that's being shot out of a cannon. And the defense to me has been really impressive. They've been gap sound. Guys are flying to the football. The pursuit to the football has been outstanding. And it, and it's just a simple thing. On this defensive coaching staff is just making sure that guys are being lined up correctly and guys understand their fits. I mean, it, it has to be um, it has to be a, a good feeling for Baron Browning to really see that his hard work and his patience is starting to pay off because he's another guy that a lot of people was writing off there, and all of a sudden, boom, the light comes on for him, and he's played outstanding so far this season. Master T continues to look better and better and better. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had a really good game this past week. Um, the old line's looking good. Just uh, where are you at with the running game and just your thoughts on uh, the running backs in particular like Master T? Really happy to see J.K. Dobbins bounce back from that first game. He, he looked like he was running with a purpose there. But Master T, he's really been the big shock and surprise for, for Buckeye Nation because this was a guy that was – banged up all of uh, last year, uh, banged up going into spring ball, didn't get a lot of life reps. They said he was he was nicked up quite a bit in fall camp and didn't get a lot of life reps. And he looks like a, a untamed bull right now when it comes to running that football. 
the one thing that you really love about Master Teague is he's consistently falling forward. He hits the hole hard. He showed some lateral quickness that I didn't know that he had, and he's consistently falling forward with the football. And I think he's a great complement to J.K. Dobbins, but he's also a, a, a bigger back, a different back than DeMario. And I think all three guys have a different skill set, but I really, really like the way Master Teague is running the football. All right, Buckeyes Hoosiers tomorrow, high noon, Ohio Stadium West, a.k.a. Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. Um, just how do you see this one playing out? Any concerns at all? No concerns for me. Obviously, Ohio State has had uh, a history of walking into Bloomington, and the game has been a little bit closer than what we like. But I think in this instance, I think Ohio State is playing with a chip on their shoulder. I'm looking for Ohio State to roll big here. Um, if they can just play with that sense of urgency, don't have those lax moments like they had in the game in the first game against FAU, I think Ohio State wins this game by 21 running away and, and looking for uh, a big-time win on the road for this young ball club. Another guy I want to talk about before I let you go, because um, we're talking about all those guys that are standing out. There's been, you know, there's a lot of consternation in Buckeye Nation about the linebackers last year, and you know, I think overall they're playing well this year. And one guy who's just a complete beast is Malik Harrison. I mean, he <laughs> he is, you know, just certain guys are just like, yep, that's NFL right there. That's NFL. I mean, he is. You watch him, and I'm like, yep, NFL. I, I just curious to get your thoughts on Malik Harrison and what you're seeing from him. The biggest thing that I've noticed from Malik Harrison is just he's unleashing that God-given talent because he's it's always been there. He's flashed under Billy Davis, but under Al Washington, what you're seeing is a guy who is reading and reacting, and he's playing fast. And whenever you can have that confidence that you, you're trusting your eyes and you're reading your keys, then – then the game slows down and you're able to just unleash that natural talent. And that's what you're seeing out of Malik Harrison. Go back and watch that Cincinnati game and some of those plays that he was making behind the line of scrimmage. It's one, two, boom. And he was off and running, coming downhill with his hair on fire. And that's what you want to see from uh, him. And you mentioned it. He's NFL written all over him. Absolute freak. The guy is out there doing backwards and 360 dunks as a linebacker, and when you see him on the field, that athleticism is translating to his game. But you have to give Al Washington a lot of credit here because he's playing He's playing control. Some guys, they're freak athletes and they're athletic, and they just get out there and they rely on that athleticism. But the thing that you're seeing out of Malik Harrison this year, he's playing within the defense. He's playing um, controlled football, and because of that, He's gap sound, and you're not seeing a lot of those huge chunks of plays coming from the offense. And and, and it's also a testament to uh, the rest of the linebackers because I think Pete Werner's playing well. Tough Boylan is, is is in there, but I think Baron Browning is playing at a much higher level than Tough right now because I really, really like when you see uh, Baron Browning and uh, Malik Harrison next to each other. That's truly uh, a two-headed combo right there that's – that's flashing on the football field. Great insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, Jay Book. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. Hope everyone enjoys the game tomorrow. Everyone has a great weekend. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Oh.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.